Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win if you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards. Please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore, a podcast where we try to make Black people feel seen. Please rate us and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars only because we are five-star bitches. We're Tio Gotti. I'm your host, Sequoia. And today, joining me to talk about house music, returning to the podcast, we have Jordan and Ryan. Do you guys want to reintroduce yourselves for the new fans? What's up? Uh, It's Ryan. I'm excited to be back on the podcast. Um, I am working on lots of fun things, and I will talk about them when they're ready. So, Quay knows some of these. You see some of these ideas. Little, um, I'm becoming a little bit of a yes, a little bit of a writer. So, you'll be seeing some written pieces from Mm -hmm. me coming down the pipeline. Mm -hmm. She's a writer. It is I, it's Jordan. Jordan Coley. I'm here. I'm glad to be back on this podcast, and uh, it feels like. Coming home, you know, some things just like being where you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? So, um, no, it's really good. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. So, thank you guys, and I'm looking forward to this podcast. Yeah, it's homecoming. It's homecoming for sure. It's a renaissance, if you will. It's a renaissance, <laughs> if you will. Wow, look at that. You so obviously. Today, we're going to be talking about house music, y'all. Before we get into house music, obviously, we're going to talk about Beyonce. We're going to talk about all the things. Before we get into that, we're going to go into In My Defense. I didn't really prep, y'all. This was very last minute because Beyonce's album dropped last night. But I have an In My Defense. I will start off. If y'all think of one, feel free to say it. If not, don't worry about it. My In My Defense this week is that movie theater nacho cheese is the only acceptable cheese on the planet. It's the only thing that is not disgusting and gag worthy. Um, and it's actually a delicacy and it's delectable. That's my, in my defense, it's fantastic. I will eat movie theater nacho. I will probably drink it through a straw if given the opportunity to. It's fantastic. You know, it's, it's plastic. It's like not cheese. It's like quite literally you consuming plastic. Okay. What you oh, saying? okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. You're, you're like, <laughs> what you and saying? what about it? Yeah. <laughs> and what about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put worse things okay. in my mouth. Yeah. Do you? I have definitely put top three worst things you put in your mouth. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to. Cause I think you're trying to go sexual and I don't think that penis is worse yeah. than that. I don't think it is. I really Some don't. penis is worse than that. <laughs> um, some, okay, you know what? Fair. Not, right. Not penis in general, but some. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. We've discussed this before. <laughs> we have. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting take. Uh, mm-hmm. Yuck. I'm sorry for you and your digestion. Cause you don't even. 
eat regular cheese. So like, what about that? Um, I imagine the lack of dairy helps, you know, does something good for the stomach. It has good vibes, something like that. Mm-hmm. No nutrition, just vibes. I like that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Why would I need nutrition? Vibes is vibes is all I need. Do y'all have anything that you would like to discuss for In My Defense? Anything you'd like to defend? Problematic takes? I think I have one. I don't know that it's problematic, but I'm going to uh, continue this My In My Defenses of uh, defending pop music. Um mm-hmm. Selena Gomez makes great music, y'all. I and I don't care what you say. All of her albums, not all of them are very good. Her Spanish album is really good. Ray, Spanish all of them are great, you guys. I'm saying Spanish I consistently am like, who? Her, she does have a Spanish album. You should go back and listen because it's fantastic. What? Yes, it's a, like all of, like fully like uh, like like a full Spanish album she released like last year, the year before. Very good. Is Selena Gomez, you love me like a love song. Yes, baby. great song. I'm just saying. And that's what I'm saying is that you, she doesn't make bad music. You really can't name one. Name a bad Selena Gomez song. I can't name a Selena Gomez song. You can't song, because so we can good. start there. I can't name a Selena Gomez song, so we could just start they're there. They're all good. They're right. all good, guys. Couldn't Go name back and listen. One. I like, I consistently am like, oh, how is she getting all these streams? Then I'm like, oh, it's me. I it's you. am consistently streaming Selena Gomez. She's always it's definitely you. Yeah. Uh, and I'll die by that. You know, her and Paris Hilton have my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Jordan, are you thinking uh, of one? I'm trying to think of one. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of one. Um, you bring you mentioning Paris Hilton did make me think of her um, DJ career mm. and and the model DJ. I feel like the model DJ got a lot of uh, kind of like has been memed and like you know uh, talked down upon. You mean the like the, the influencer to DJ pipeline? Right, the influencer to DJ pipeline, uh, you know, like the this sort of way, like this is the easy way to to monetize your like your arbitrary clout or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think some of those people know what they're doing on a CDJ. To be honest, like I'd rather go to a party where where it's like it's some like popular like hot person who's playing things I want to hear than some like shit that is like cool, but not necessarily the most vibe uh, inducing. I feel that. Is Paris one of those people? Is she good? I've heard she just she low key just like presses a button and lets it lets the rock, but I don't know. I, I can't I can't speak to that. And we're gonna talk about house music on this episode. Virgil Abloh apparently was one of those people who like while being like obviously more than an influencer, but influencer was part of the thing he did. Um, he was also a DJ. He was apparently a great DJ. People were like, oh yeah, wow. we hate that nigga for what he whatever, but he was apparently a great DJ. When I was, that makes sense. Him being a good DJ makes sense. He seems like he has good taste. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, uh, also, Idris Elba, fantastic DJ. I oh, randomly wow. saw him at Coachella once. Oh, I forgot yeah. that he does that. Yeah, because he, like, he has a different name. I forget his DJ name. And I didn't recognize his name. And I saw him at Coachella because he was under his DJ name. And I was like, that's Idris Elba. And he's very good. Very good live. What's his DJ name? Let me look it up. His DJ name. It's some hella British. It's like Squiggles. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't find it right now. Because right now they're all just saying the DJ career of Idris Elba. I'm like, but I need his name, and I'm like, I need. But I know he has a name. Okay, fair. Speaking of DJs and that type of thing, song of the week this week. I chose a house song as best I could because I am not a house music girl. So I had to Google to ensure that this was like something that falls under the house category. What I chose for this week was "Pursuit of Happiness" by Kid Cudi, the Steve Aoki remix, because it's fucking fantastic love it so much nothing makes me want to rage more than that song <sighs> it's delicious that's a project x one that's a project yeah, x one yes yes 
it immediately gets into my veins and like takes me back to like frat boy days. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to fucking be on top of a chair, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. shotgunning beers. Like, let's fucking. I want, the I want to black cups. out a little bit. I'm yeah. trying to see if I can black out. I'm trying to see what's good. Brown out. I want to brown out. <laughs> yeah, oh. I want to brown out. Yeah, at least minimum. Steven, Steven Aoki. I love him. Now, you guys both stopped and gave me space, but I just wanted to say his name. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Steven Aoki. Aoki. <laughs> Hold up, that's enough. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, or that song specifically. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's the the combination of that movie and just like the energy of that song. But I feel like I never want to hear the original song. If the original song starts and then it doesn't immediately transition into like that, I'm like, you can turn it off. I do like both. I can't front. I will listen to whichever you give me, but I do like that Steve Aoki one for different reasons. They have different vibes, so I do like both. Yeah, Project X. That really, that movie really had a hold on on our generation. The soundtrack what, what, was, was fucking that? fantastic. That's why the soundtrack was great. I was at my fifth college reunion um, a couple of months ago and they, and uh, we were listening, we were like sitting outside the tent, me and some friends, you know, reconnecting, talking about old college memories. And we heard that song and I think a couple other songs. And at one point we just looked at each other and we're like, is he just playing the college, <laughs> the Project X album? <laughs> yeah. And, and sure enough, he would, the, the DJ was, the DJ was just playing the Project X. And I, <laughs> you know, I was like, I have Spotify too, my boy. Right. Like, <laughs> I could throw that on too. But okay. Uh, I guess it did have a hold of our... I get, did, did you all not want to have that party? Like, I feel like... Absolutely. I was like, I want... Of course. Okay, great. I was like, yeah, it's just me. You know, we, <laughs> were, we, were, we were definitely, you know, like, Allie Ryan should throw this party, dude. Like, she's got, a, sure. she's got a pool. For sure. And never me, though. Like, I never at my house. Like, I'm mm. like, ooh, I'm black, be. babe. <laughs> right. right. First, I'm black. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I have black parents. Right, exactly. After school's over, I put my vocal fry away and I go home and I, I eat my mom's Jamaican food. 100%. When I go home, I say finna. I don't say that here. <laughs> I say it when I go home, okay? <laughs> so, first of all, my parents don't leave me home alone. Like, what's that? My aunt is, my aunt will be around the corner. So, I'll be doing so. And like, a dog gonna be I, at the house. I'll be at the house. So, I don't, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to tell y'all. Can't relate. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, wow. Uh, great song. Great, great, great song. Yeah, it, it that is a great and then, and let me take a selfie, which was college age. I feel like, I don't know if that's house. It's not house at all. I mean, I guess it dances. It's certainly like EDM. That song also takes me to a place. Those are like my two rage songs. Every time let me take a selfie comes on, it just makes you want to be like a drunk white girl dancing. Like, right. It's very, very bad. Very, very first. Fun. Let me take a selfie. Let me take a selfie. Well, I think this, that also is a nice, like, sort of uh, ex- uh, gateway into talking about a thing that I feel like I've realized for people of our generation, like, house music has been sort of like conflated with like EDM like the like because we I feel like we our generation came up in the EDM boom you know like of the Steve Aoki's the David Guetta shout out to his family the uh like you know Calvin Harris all those all those people growing older like and learning more about the history of electronic music you know house music isn't really that stuff like that that is electronic music and edm for sure but it's not like the house music that like if you said some 50 year old nigga from detroit detroit or like chicago that's house music they'd be like house music they'd be like no it's not no no no, it's not (laughs) yeah y'all don't know what house music is you're right because i think it kind of got the 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 influences got co-opted and then it became edm and i feel like we like like i guess like the younger generation kind of like don't 
we didn't listen to like house house if that makes sense Does that makes like I yeah no like it does make sense to either edm and then like house true house kind of went away in terms of like the mainstream space or we didn't think of it that way because i think house has always had influences in things that we listen to but it wasn't like straight up like 90s where it was like house music is that like i feel like a lot of house was in the 90s 100 percent, right Little bits and pieces lingered, but it wasn't like the overall genre that was dominating, not the overall electronic dom- dominating genre of the time. Yeah. And sonically, just like sounds different. Like, I feel like there's a lot of... Sonic? Sonic's music? So- yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog's music. <laughs> I'm sending you my, my, my pick, Sequoia. I got this um, Aaliyah, I got, went on this Aaliyah kick last year. Sequoia knows I got like a I got bought my little stereo during the pandemic. That was my pandemic thing. And then I like was buying records and stuff. And I bought this Aaliyah's like remix album. And and it has, I guess in the 90s and 80s and 90s and early 2000s, they used to always release. Oh, I have another, I have a Destiny's Child one too. Ooh, I know this shit probably goes too. I got this Bills, 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 uh, Destiny's Child single. Not with Latoya and Farah. Wow. And and there's a Digital Black and Groove Club mix on this. Marie's exclusive live gig mix. Marie's exclusive dub mix. Like they're all they they would do all these like club like club and dance music mixes on these like pop singles. And yeah, and I feel like uh, I know that one is. And I was I just like kind of wasn't aware of that whole like phenomenon. And I like uh, they're so they're so good. Imagine a song that you know and love, but like a freaky little like you know, recent <laughs> cast remix to to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's back when they used to like actually like rearrange songs and like make real remixes as opposed to just like adding a verse. Yeah, 100%. that's cool. That's very, very cool. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can start talking about the little history of house music that I pulled up from good old Wikipedia right now. House music originated in Chicago in the early 1980s and spread internationally. I saw some places that said late 1970s. So, you know, up for debate. House music was birthed from disco and like disco was performed predominantly by black gay people for black gay people. Um, And it's characterized by repetitive four on the floor beat and a typical tempo of 120 beats per minute, which created by DJs and music producers from Chicago's underground club culture um, when they began altering disco songs to give them more of a mechanical beat pioneered by DJs such as Frankie Knuckles, Ron Hardy, Jesse Sanders, Saunders, Chip E, Steve Silk Hurley, Fairly Jackmaster Funk, and Marshall Jefferson, and Future, and others. Not Future that you know. Future PH Future. Um, but yeah, and then it spread worldwide, and it got all in that. I find that I have a hard time differentiating house music and disco a little bit, just like a tiny bit. Like this Beyonce album is a very disco to me with like some house moments, and I don't know if some people would just consider the Beyonce album entirely house, but it gives disco for me. I would agree. I feel like, because like the way she described it, and there certainly are songs that are like specifically like, oh, this is clearly house. But I think a large chunk of it is that like solid disco section. And like you said, it like is a derivative of disco. And mm-hmm. so like you have like the Donna Summers, like the Grace Jones, who like were coming up at the end of the 70s and into the 80s. So they kind of like lived in that world. And those are also like two gay icons. So like right. it makes sense that like they would have that space and that influence there. Um, but yeah, I... I I think that's cool to know that it came like from the black. Well, I guess it's a cool is not the right word, but I'm like, of course it came from black gay people. Cause of like, of course you know? it came from black gay people. Right. Mm, I feel like you can say that about so many music genres. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agreed. I was listening to it, and like, it was a lot of a lot of disco sound. But that "Break My Soul" in particular is like a '90s house song, like to the T. Like it is. Yeah, it and is. Uh, um, that like even down to that was like that like synth that sounds like I don't even know how to describe that synth, but like dun, 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 you know, like that synth in particular is such a nice. I feel like that's. I feel like that honestly, when you talk about like genre differentiation, it ultimately comes down to like a few select sounds and a few select mm. like synths that people are using. And like the the sounds that come with those synths, like ultimately that that shit that's the like difference between West Coast funk, G funk, and like East Coast hard hip hop. You know, like there's so many. Like, it basically just comes down to like a few little sonic signatures, like right. little tweaks, like that. Like oh, do you, oh, we we all had this one keyboard that we were sharing in Long Beach. That's why like half these songs sound so this way. True, you know what that's I mean. Why that shit sounds like that um, for sure. Yeah, it's like we all learned how to do do this one thing, and like I feel like it's the same thing with other like with house and disco. It's like one one distinction that I feel like kind of exists is that like 78, early 80s house sounds like disco because there's a lot of um, real instruments, a lot of like mm-hmm. orchestra, but yeah. Yeah, like ba- a real electric bass, real like uh, organ and like, you know, and, and real drum kit. Whereas like the, the further you go into 80s and early 90s, everybody get, became obsessed with drum machines and, and synthetics instruments and stuff like that. So it sounds a little more like plastic and cool in that fun way yeah artificial in that fun way because yeah that, that's a, that was the sound that everyone was going for in the 80s because it was new and weird they're like we can like make all of this like this orchestra strike and make it all sound weird and funky and like everyone pushed for it but i think that's what kind of makes the difference for me between disco and house i think house specifically sounds more artificial than disco disco sounds like oh this mm-hmm. could potentially be bands uh, a band making these sounds where like I think house always has it. And the other thing for me is like I think what sounds good on a runway. I don't know what about a runway feels feels specifically 90s. And I think most house music feels like, oh, this is runway music. Like Tierra Wax Walk the Beat also has that like house like dun, 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 and it's like a strong pulse that is like this is a runway song. Uh, I feel like that is a lot of a lot of house music is like this is made for a runway. And house is, and that makes sense because house is propulsive. Like I feel like maybe that's another distinction is like disco is can be more leisurely, like you're you're riding the groove sort of thing. But house is like is the is the boots and the cats. That's where that comes from. It's like the, the four on the floor. The it is. It's from the boots walking on the cat walk. On Got the cat walk. Wow. Exactly. wow. That's what it is. <laughs> they don't tell you that wow. in music school. They, they, they don't tell you that that's in music shit school. They don't. Yeah. No. Yes. It was Miles Davis and John Coltrane walking, doing slaying, giving giving jazz realness. Giving <laughs> young, they were serving real cunt in uh, <laughs> Blue Puss. Note Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. They did. They served the house down boots, and that is how we got house music. And that's how we got house music. They don't. Do, yeah, actually, what happened was Miles was in his kitchen. He slipped into a desk drop, and the, the way the plate hit, <laughs> they said. Dip. <laughs> yeah, and, and they were like, right. yes. Yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, right. And then we got, um, that's how we got ballroom. Um, that's how we got ballroom, and and yeah, cult, that's yeah. where the culture came mm-hmm. from. So, bitches brew, bitches brew is you know, is what was Miles's drag name. My, it was, and he that was he was the first house mother. That is exactly not too what many it people was. know that, right? Not too many people know that. Now you getting the exclusive information right here, so. You should be happy that you tuned in. Okay, y'all. Favorite house tracks, just in general. Uh, like, do you have some favorite house tracks?
Hi, I'm Kate Casey, an unscripted TV expert. Three times a week, I interview the talent directors, producers, and hosts of television's most popular reality shows, docu-series, and documentaries. I get all the -the behind-the-scenes stories. I cover everything from The Bachelor, Selling Sunset, and Real Housewives to Tinder Swindler, The Last Dance, and Secrets of Playboy. Join me as I ask all the questions that you want asked. And best of all, I'm the most trusted source on what to watch every week. I will give you a guide on everything from true crime and sports to competition, calling from all streaming and cable networks. The best guests, the best shows and series, Reality Life with Kate Casey. Not really. I mean, I I feel like uh, I don't know club music, dance music like that. Like I I have some. I'm sure you you could play them for me, and I and like I'd hear someone be like, "Oh, cool! I know this song. I love this song." But I don't really. I'm not one of those people who knows the names of it. And I feel like maybe maybe this is maybe I'm speaking on my ass, but I feel like a lot of dance music fans also might might feel the same way. They're like, oh, "Yeah, I play it. I know it." But I'm not like I don't know the name, right? I'm I know the name. The name. All right. Yeah. No, no, because you're the same. It's like a lot of it is like things that we know. The other, like, the thing about a lot of house songs is that they get sampled and remixed a lot later. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even like Show Me Love or show, You Got to Show Me Love, like, that is like, that's the sample that is like on the Break My Soul thing. And like, that is reused so many places. Gaga's uses a version of that. Charlie XEX is using a version of that. So, like, I feel like that one is like just so all encompassing that like I feel basic saying is that's one of my favorite ones. But I also really love um what is the one God, it's the one where they replace her in the music video. She is a bigger woman singing, but they put a skinny woman in the song. And I can't remember the name of that song right now. God damn it. Let me is look. It, I, is it, I got forward. the power. Yes, I've got the there power. We go. Right. Is that house? I would call it house. And then Groove is in the heart, which is like another white one. Groove is in the heart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Groove is in the heart. Yeah. Like those two make me, make me get up and move. Um, and then also anything that RuPaul did in the 90s. Cover girl. Put some face <laughs> in your walk. Fucking great. Mm-hmm. Love it. Like uh, all of those are fun. Um, and then honestly, Madonna's whole like that early 90s album it is a very um, influenced by house because, you know, she like co-opting black people as the pop girls do. Uh, and honestly, she made a good little house album. <laughs> I'm like, I don't hate that album. I mean, I think a lot of people <laughs> feel that way. Yeah. Like Madonna, she did a good job. Uh, sorry, I ran on a tangent. My bad. No, 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 no. Those are good songs. I chose favorite house tracks. Again, my non-house ass, I don't know, house music like that. Um, so my first answer is embarrassing. It's actually really fucking embarrassing. And I don't condone this nigga. It's always fuck this nigga, 100%. But Chris Brown has this song with... <laughs> like the, the switch up of the faces in both of these instances. Because I'm like, what? Chris Brown has this song with Benny Benazzi called Beautiful People. And it's oh, so okay. fucking That's a great song. incredible That's a great song. to me. It actually makes me feel things in my chest. I love that shit so much. I had to Google that was house. Apparently it is considered house. I had to check. I had to check all these answers. I'm like, okay. And then another one c- categorized as tropical house is Passion Fruit by one Drake, one Aubrey Graham. Curious. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't realize that we could do contemporary house. No, songs. yeah, I was just asking in general. What's, your, what's the house tracks? What's the house tracks that y'all like? I feel like yeah, we're showing our age because like right, yeah, right. There's some classics that we just don't know. I mean, I I just sent you one that like a 
I don't know where I heard this song, but it's it's really good. It's like a 90s house song called Good Life by Inner, the group's called Inner City. And it's another one of those like DJ with a woman singer, like, it's a good mm-hmm. life. Oh, like, like mm-hmm. there's like probably like a whole canon of like house yeah. singer women from the 80s and 90s who like need their flowers. Because I feel like all those songs have great, crazy singing performances on them. 100%. And we probably know them if we hear it. We probably like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know this. Yeah. I was I was gonna say that's another thing about like you were asking like what our favorite songs are like um, the house part of why like house has had the like cultural overshadowing it's had and now we like you know people like associate it with like you know EDM and like and a wider version of it is because like it didn't have the same sort of like release pop culture history as like pop music like it wasn't like there were a bunch of artists mm-hmm. that were like releasing singles and like like this stuff was just played in the clubs in mixes with a bunch of other shit that sounded kind of like it. right you know what they weren't like doing music videos for these songs. They weren't like, you know, right. like having, there weren't labels putting a bunch of money behind these artists to market them. These were just like a subculture, you know? And so we don't know, you know, like a lot of this stuff hasn't been canonized in the same way that like Madonna has or all these other right. pop artists have. So right. yeah, it's like this I think also because thing. it's, it, it's, it's attachedness to queerness is the other side of that. That like, I feel like there was like, because it was like, it's it was a black queer thing. That mm-hmm. would have made it very hard for it to ever really go mainstream, particularly in the 80s and 90s through black queer artists, just because like that was just not it would there would have been no way to like have that really, really pushed out. So, right. I, I mean, like to your point of like it never really having this kind of like archival, like why we don't know those women's names or why we don't know, like because there's lots of like um, ballroom like uh, uh, people or I'm trying, cause they, not necessarily drag queens, but also drag queens who made house music who would have never been household names and like beyonce sampled uh like um i forget the queen she sampled on pure honey like that miss honey yes mm-hmm. miss like that type of thing it's just like it would have those type of artists like i like i mean for rue's faults that rupaul also has rue did open the door for lots of queer people and lots of um drag performers to then become mainstream and it's interesting that only now are they being celebrated in a way because i feel like rue's been around for forever so i'm curious as to yeah, why now yeah oh how, I, like i feel like queer specifically blatantly queer and drag artists are like just now popping off and you know what's my actual first introduction now that i think about it to the house like classic house music to classic um like that type of dance music is daft punk and that was through yes was because daft punk those two french niggas love classic 80s and 70s house music that was their whole thing they were like we're just doing the shit that we we like listen to what did Demi kanye do well kanye did kanye sampled uh stronger harder best harder better and that and that's how i learned about daft punk and so mm-hmm. um and so like and then i started listening to their stuff from the early 2000s their stuff from the early 2000s is just their white french nigga version of the thing that black people were doing in the 80s in in chicago you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like that was like my introduction to that like that type of music so i feel like yeah like there's like it's funny like the this is like that weird cycle is and like the that happens in like other genres too where like like the beastie boys kind of function that way in hip-hop like the beastie boys their late 90s albums were sounded just like early not like early 80s they were like they were around in early 80s too but they were just their late 90s albums were doing early 80s hip-hop in the late 90s so now i'm curious is that because i'm like now that you say that, that makes me think of like because two other house songs that like are more contemporary that that I that that I was like, oh these are great. Katy Perry's "Swish Swish" fun house song, very fun. <laughs> I love it. Her and Nicki are on that, and then also 
Gaga's whole Chromatica album, but specifically Babylon, sound like house music. Mm. And I'm saying those are those albums sound like '90s house, mm-hmm. but they are white artists doing it in the mid 2010s. Mm-hmm. And now here we are in the 2020s, and like Beyonce and Drake are doing it. So I'm like, I wonder, is it not all cyclical, or like, what are your thoughts on kind of like now house specifically kind of being brought back into the fold by very big black artists. I'm curious. It is all cyclical, I think. Yeah, it's interesting why this is happening now. I think, I feel like, yeah, like people eventually and and so many pop mediums, like people just go back into the archives um, and look at, like, wow, this shit was cool. Wow. Like, do people know about this? Like, it's Mm -hmm. new to them and and it's new. It's new to most people. So they're like, let's bring this back. And that's the unfortunate thing where everybody's like, you know, give them the flowers while they're still around or whatever, because like this does happen. Uh, people be like musicians become like iconic 40 years later when they're like a bus driver in Chicago, you know, right. Instead of when they were trying a 20 year old kid trying to make it. Right. I've been seeing that people are saying that like in times of political unrest or like discomfort, people look for escapist music and house music is like notoriously escapist and like happy and elevated and that type of thing. So they say that house music resurgences always correlate with uh, downturns in the economy or recessions. Oh, girl, what you say? We're about to be broke. Yeah, no, they're saying that we're going into a recession, like dead ass. Like Beyonce dropping this was like the nail in the coffin that we're going into the fucking recession. For real? And I said, oh my God. Dang. Not quit your job. It's that your job's going to quit you. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Babes. Your job's gonna put you, babes. So quit it while while you're ahead, sweetheart. Leave with your dignity, at least. She's trying to tell you. She's trying to tell you. Yeah. So that's what I heard. But speaking of Beyonce, did y'all listen to the album? Initial thoughts, all those things. My name is Tom Buck, and this is the Enthusiasm Project. Join me each week for deep dives exploring the world of what it means to be an independent creator on YouTube, starting your own creative business, and keeping a positive, enthusiastic mindset along the way. New episodes of The Enthusiasm Project are available every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. One of my first thoughts, because on one of the first songs, like, she does that thing where she's like, 
she like kind of like talks over the track. But she's like, oh, there's the one where she's like, you know, um, it's it's not my stands, it's me. I'm that girl, whatever. Yes. Um, yes. But she said she said one of those lines. I'm like, which who wrote this for her? Like we're like she's like some sort of slang where I was like, this is not how you speak, y'all. Oh, she oh she was saying she said dead ass. Yeah, she did say dead ass. I'm dead ass. She said these tracks are hot because it's me, dead ass, pretty much some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like Beyonce. You don't talk like that. You know Chloe and Hallie in the. You know Chloe in the studio. It's definitely oh, Chloe do. in the studio. Yes. No, she like had five year four in there, and he was like, "Say dead ass." Oh God, <laughs> Beyonce, say dead ass. Right, she's Fabio did use a a, a Beyonce sample recently. Beyonce had to clear Fabio foreign sample and, and told him it was too dirty. Him, she yeah, made him she go made back and clean it, it up. <laughs> yeah, she said you can't be talking about no, women like this. Much. Oh wow, I forget. I think it was a it was a Destiny's Child sample, was it not? I believe it was. Oh yes, yes, I heard that song. Was, I heard yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it was Destiny's Child sample. But yeah, she did. She said clean it up. <laughs> she said mm, like, use it but fix it. Also, we need to we need to stop this this like recycle uh, sampling two thousands hits and not barely changing them. And then putting them back on the radio. Yeah. But the thing is, if you go back and listen to some of the early 2000s hits that sample things from the 70s, they don't change it either. Oh, I, yeah, I think true. we're just old enough to realize the originals. And so it's like, oh, because like, if you listen to uh, even Crazy in Love, which obviously a great song, if you listen to the sample, she literally just lifts that sample and blocks it down same and then da, sings over it. Da, da, yeah, it's the same. Da, da, da. There's nothing yeah. to it. Well, there's a song on um, the new Beyonce that samples Tina Marie, um, Rick James's white queen. We know we know Tina Marie in this house. We do, we do, we 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 know her. The surprise was not Tina Marie. The surprise was I didn't know the sample, but I love Tina Marie absolutely. There's a Tina Marie. I listened to it because I saw that I was like, looking at the credits and I said like, Tina Marie. I was like, oh, what song is it? It said sample Ooh La La. So look up Ooh La La, and the Tina Marie song is Ooh La La La. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that on this album. I don't. She must have interpolated the fuck out of that. It's something. It's something on there. But she sampled that song. But that song is I only know from the two thousands song. Who does that song? Ooh la 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 la. Right. Who is that? I don't know. Some two thousands R and B girl sampled that. Um, and it's in it. I listened to the the Tina Marie version. I never Trey Song. It was Trey Song. Oh my god! No. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, he did put your hands in the air if you fucking tonight. tonight. Wow. wow. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. We are two for two. While we're here, I just wanna I wanna um read this. So I, I have a Tina Marie record and I have, I wanna read the the back dedication she has on it because she's she was on some true white white queen shit. <laughs> she the photo, you guys, is Tina with a bunch of black <laughs> kids. Children, yeah. It's like her with like a tribe. Like Angelina Jolie. It looks like very Angelina Jolie with her tribe. It looked like it's right, Angelina Jolie and her children. It's giving Angelina. Okay, let me let me read. Uh, let me do a dramatic reading of the, the black text. So the black text <laughs> says, "On the Venice rocks, just me, the master, the children, and my box. The uh, master, just the home, Tina. Blues and sounds, decibels high. Twenty questions, tell me why I have not twenty answers. Tears in Atlanta, tears in Liverpool, tears in my bedroom when they chased me from homeschool. Nigger lover, this." N- and nigger lover that. 
Stop it. You're being funny. Did she just not say that? <laughs> it says it right here. Stop it, it. says it right here. She printed. That shit went to print. She printed Multiple people laid right. eyes and said, yes. Nigger lover said, this. Yeah, they did taunt you. Nigger lover that. <laughs> Nigger lover that. <laughs> Boy, Barry Gordy, Motown Records. He was like, yep, wow. uh-huh, print it. Print it. And she said, nigger lover, I am. <laughs> she said, and I am the master. She said, master, I cried in my bedroom with these niggas. Nigger lover this, nigger lover that. I can't believe this. I can't believe no, this No, she was shit. fully wilding. But then she made square bids on this record. So I'm talking square bids to you, baby. Square bids, That's actually the shit. Let me add that to my Spotify like songs right now before oh, it leaves my head. Yeah. And you're playing your new playlist, nigger lover this, nigger lover that. Right. Nigger lover this, nigger lover that. For sure. <laughs> That needs to be a playlist. Actually, you need to make a playlist. I, I need a nigger lover playlist. Stay on the lookout for that, y'all. Y'all can see the nigger lover playlist. Come you can put uh, Jennifer Lopez, all her old stuff on there too. Her, uh, uh, the, I tell them niggas, they, don't, they don't say that needs to be right. on there. All that needs to be on the nigger lover oh, playlist. Right. All wow. of that needs to be on there. I told them chipping my niggas, but they don't hear me though. I was, yeah, no. Gwendolyn, she can go on there too. Gwendolupe. Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn definitely needs to get she... on there. Absolutely. Put <laughs> Gwyneth on there. Back when they were, they needed yep. to get on there. My God. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, wait, wait, for you asked the question now. I'm trying the to Beyonce. What, what was the favorite tracks? What oh. was the favorite tracks from it? Just off the top. Um, I think I, let me go to my favorites. I, I'll start then while you go through that. My favorite tracks from it were Church Girl, Virgo's Groove, and Alien Superstar. Um, Alien Superstar really has some, you know what's good about the album, just in general, side note. It has really good moments where she changes cadences and it's jarring and it's like exciting where she, uh, the transitions are seamless as fuck. Like, and that's crazy to me. And the production is very layered and just really strong. And so there's just like really good moments on the album. Title of the Creator has this interview where he talks about he tries to create moments and all the things that he produces. So like he'll change the drum, drum pattern for a second just to like, you know, create a moment. And this album has so many of those fucking moments. It's fantastic. Those three songs in particular, I feel like have a lot of moments. Alien Superstar, is that the one that's called? Yeah, Alien Superstar fully sounds like a different song at the chorus to me than it does in the rest of the song. And the chorus is outstanding. It's like such a soaring, happy sounding chorus. I love that shit. Interesting. I don't dislike Alien Superstar. I keep trying to listen to it because I know it's one of your favorites, and it doesn't. It never. It never gets there for me. you. I feel no, like you have I'm to be like. like I'm not super in until it gets to the chorus. I feel like if you're like kind of lightly listening because it hasn't pulled you in, you have to be mm. paying attention when the chorus comes around, and then it's like, okay, what the fuck is this? It's actually great. Mm. See, I, I, for me, I think my top three are um, Pure Honey. I love that one. Thick. Too. And Summer Renaissance. Pure Honey is so fun because there's so much Prince on it. It like it literally becomes a Prince song in the so back half. The beginning is just so like it just makes you just I just want to like dance and move. It's it's truly just pure. I also love the uh the Miss Honey, the sample, like mm -hmm. someone who like like have has been to ball balls and like does drag like that. It just like brings out such a fun energy to me. Like I legit just want to like start to like like skirt across the floor. Like I want to do drag to that song. So I like, love that. 
Summer Renaissance also just makes me feel so fucking sexy. Like it is just so like, damn, I'm in my, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my mm-hmm. I just want to like go out, have fun. It makes me feel like I wish this would have come out during Pride. This whole mm-hmm. album in general is very like we deserve during the month of Pride to be out in the streets dancing to this, as yeah. opposed to like because like right now it's fall. I'm like I'm over it. It's, it's fall. Done. It is fall. Yeah, like, summer's it's over. It's back to school. Like like it is. It's fall. You should be. You're in New York, Jordan. You should be excited for it being it's fall. Still it's hot. hot there. It's hot. No, it's nice here. I like it. Oh no. I need the heat. He said, don't put that over here. Keep that energy over there. Yeah, in California. This is our fall, too. But yeah, and then Thick, I like Thick. I don't like the switch up on Thick. The switch up makes me like it. Because it like it's building and it's like a trap beat at first. And then it kind of switches and becomes like, I I guess more housey. And I'm a little like, oh, I think I wish this drop would have dropped differently. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike it, but I think I like the beginning more than I like the end. But yeah, those are my three. Jordan, from the front half, did you pick, did yeah, you, you f- have anything that kind of stabbed you, that stuck with you? You looked at the track list, it was like, what's this? C- Cuff It really was the one for me that like jumped that out. That is a yeah. one too. Cuff It really jumped out for me. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, Alien Superstar was cool, but I, I think Cuff It was the one that really like uh, caught me. Mm-hmm. Make you want to skate. I want to get on, I literally am like, I want to get on some skates. It is and, very skatey. I've been hearing a lot about Cuff It. People really like that one and people really like Cozy. Cozy's not, didn't really smack me like that. Kobe, Cozy didn't really do that. I like the lyrics of Cozy. Like, I think it has good lyrics, but like the actual sound of it, I was like, mm. like, it's all right. And I think, I think I'm a more of a lyric person. Okay. At least especially, <laughs> especially the first couple of times I listened, I think the lyrics are usually what pull me. And I think the lyrics of that song were really makes me like, ooh, I like. But I agree. Production-wise, still good. I don't think she produces bad music. She doesn't. But um, that one to me lyrically hits me more than Alien Superstar. There are a couple bars in Alien Superstar where I'm like, this is fun. Speaking of production-wise, let's talk about that nigga Drake, who also came out with the House album earlier this summer. Someone said... That he heard Beyonce's album early, and that's why he named it Honestly Nevermind. <laughs> wow. Because he is credited on this album. He's credited on Beyonce's album. So he probably was like in the studio listening to that. He said, you know what? Honestly, never mind. Give them niggas this shit right quick. Right. Drop this right now. They can go ahead and have it right now. And as he should have, because it literally, compared to the production on Beyonce's album, Drake's album sounds so fucking cheap to me. Which is, I mean, fair. It is Drake versus Beyonce. Naturally, Beyonce would have a bigger... You think? Beyonce has more money than Drake. So, yeah. Yeah. Does she? Yeah. Beyonce's a billionaire, babe. No, she's not. I don't think she is. I don't know it's about the money. I feel like Beyonce is generally more conceptually um, uh, uh, ambitious than Drake is. That is. Yeah, and like that comes through in the music in a way that Drake's sort of like... I think he feel like he picks a vibe and he like selects the people he thinks can help him achieve that. And he mm-hmm. and he goes for it. Whereas Beyonce, like, it feels grander. I feel like she has people. She has like she's mm-hmm. like Marvel. You know, she has like people searching <laughs> for the right shit. You know, like, and mm-hmm. she's. I feel like there's more. There's more like high concept to it. It's a conceptual album. It's a whole yeah. album. It's a project, yeah. right? And there's and it's rigorous in a way that I feel like Drake isn't as rigorous. No, he's a singles queen. Drake is very much a singles girl. Like, yeah. like let me just get crank shit out that's hot right now. Whereas, yeah, Beyonce creates like a a full story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, there's a, there's, you, I'm sure there's a crazy deck. There's a mood board. There's, you oh, know, like, for sure. you know, she's, they're, they're doing a whole, like, it's like a film, you know, like they're doing a whole for production around sure. it. Whereas I don't think that's how Drake works exactly. At least, at least not with this, this record. You know what? I feel like they live on different ends of the spectrum. Like, I feel like Drake, 
I don't want to say pioneers, but Drake like kind of brings things to popularity that have already been popular. We kind of brings it just like back to mainstream top 40 mm-hmm. level popularity. He does that often. And then Beyonce kind of trails that and does it really well. Perfects it. Like she like mm. perfects it, right? Like she kind of trails mm. that and like makes sure that it is a fantastic product that she's putting out. Whereas right. Drake, you do know, he did like the early house shit with Passion Fruit, like I talked about before. And that album came out in like 2017. That was years ago. So he's been playing with it. He just wasn't like playing with it seriously. He was just, you know, he put out the album. He's like, here's a cute little thing for the summer. Like how Sweetie said, I want to give the girl something for the summer, something to turn up to, something to dance to, whatever. That's yeah. very Drake. Whereas Beyonce's like, no, bitches, y'all gonna sit down and fucking listen to my album and y'all are gonna love it. And she's right. Yeah. She finds a way, like things that are hot, she will take them and perfect them. Yep. And not necessarily as setting trends, uh, at least not musically. Exactly. Not necessarily setting trends musically. Um, that's fair. Because honestly, even if you think back to like Lemonade, like she played with so many different sounds and like, you're right. None of them were like necessarily like new, but it was like a lot of like, oh, this is a really good version of this type of music. 100%. Yeah. That's fair. That's very, very fair. But yeah, I feel like when I listened to Drake's album, nothing stood out to me except for the Drake, the uh, 21 Savage song because it was like the only song that sounded like a Drake song. Mm-hmm. And everything else was like, to me, oh, you know who else we haven't brought up who I think deserves to be discussed in a house way or in a house conversation? Azalea Banks, who makes mm. great house music and wow, consistently has made great house music. Yeah, I'm like consistently, Brooklyn Expensive Taste is a bunch of house music and it's fucking great. And I feel like people shit on Azalea Banks and she's been on this before. Like, she's been on this way for, um, honestly, her whole career. Her whole is house. career. This really. is what her it's whole career house. has been. All yeah. Of yeah. And I feel like we, I don't want to say all oh, her apologies because I'm like, I get, I get it. She, she yeah, I get it. She's Azalea Banks. But I feel like, moments like this make me sad that like her personality (laughs) takes away from her talent because she is so talented and i'm like this would have been a great opportunity for beyonce to be like i'm gonna put this girl on on and like and then like been a thing so i'm like yes 100 this is a line and i think drake's album i don't bring this up because i'm like people used to say this bank's music sounds like forever 21 music and i never felt that but i feel like drake's album specifically sounds like it belongs in a mall where i'm like azalea mm-hmm. banks's house music is actually good and i feel like his stuff is just like yeah it's all forever 21 like it's just it's just on in the background and it was just happening to me and it's not like yeah yeah because 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 azalea banks is music and her persona and her person seems to be steeped in like the energy and the culture of like this type of girl you know a ballroom of like this type of 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 like doll she's all about like that that her performance of femininity is very like ballroom is very Come like on. that's who she is truly and that's who she yeah. is and like whereas like drake for all his talent and like um a marketability is is just like an expert like trier on of things he's like he's like is. he's like a like a really bland model to be honest he's like one of those people who like looks good in a lot of stuff yeah. And it can be convincing in a lot of stuff, but really, you know, he's not. He's like one of those um, actors in those early 2000s, like black uh, f- films, like like um, Soul Food and shit like that, where like, you know, the, the male actors in those movies always look too good. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah, almost like too always well, look too perfect. <laughs> like too, right, like, too perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, we're like, okay, yeah, this is this is a, a version of this thing. And it, and it feels like an I, I, some sort of ideal but it doesn't really feel like it has life in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like most niggas don't look like Shamar Moore. Most right, niggas ain't walking exactly. around like that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, and I, 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 will, I will grant you that Shamar Moore is a nigga in the world from America. Sure. Yeah, sure. He's real, right. but like, he's not, he's not most niggas, you know what I mean? And that's how I feel like, that's how I feel about Drake. I'm like, this music is cool and like fun and like feels like some sort of like ideal of something, but it doesn't feel like 
real in that way. And like for yeah. these, that's that very word, fair. It's background music. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like yeah. Azalea Banks couldn't fake it if she tried, you know, like. She couldn't. She could not. Wow, poor Azalea Banks. Wait, we talk about every problematic person on this damn podcast. We talked about Trey Songs. We talked about Chris Brown. We got Azalea Banks. Kanye was mentioned briefly. Every single, <laughs> oh my God, how many of those people are Gemini? To be fair, Azalea is different. A lot of them. Azalea is, a, is problematic in a better way, I would say, if that is in, in her defense. I think she's she's not an assault. She has, I don't think she's oh, like not assaulted problem. anyone. Oh, I mean, yes. No, hold on. Two of these people are assaulters and two of them are That's not. That's what I'm saying. Let's start there. So I'm saying, right. I'm saying, I feel like Azalea Banks is problematic in a quote unquote better way <laughs> like oh for sure maybe just yeah like she's for not sure people. we just want so. you to shut the fuck up azalea that's really what we want you to do same for you kanye we just want you to be the fuck quiet the other right. two we would love for you to keep your hands off of people that's super ideal and keep your peen to yourself that is super ideal yeah jesus why is little baby on tour with chris brown <sighs> we as we as the black community are really are not letting go of chris brown at all and i'm like when is the, and I, like, I'm not saying he's not talented or anything like that, but I'm like, when's the last time Chris Brown gave us something? Nothing. Right. Like Chris Brown has been giving us nothing for a decade. For a while. He's given us the same album literally for 10 no, years. And I, like, I think like, that's what it is. Like, I feel like he's, he's fulfilling this need. He's doing that almost like, like the way that like older, a older generation goes to see like um, new kids on new edition every, every four years. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We're like, he's giving us that thing that we're familiar with. And we're like, oh yeah, Chris Brown is like a song about like, sex in a girl and like you know right and like being Again. in the club yeah and, and it's like it's pop yeah, you can pop, pop it a little block. bit and like and like that's enough like he really hasn't done anything of of notes but like he's he doing he's done the thing all. that like we we kind of like and expect and that's good enough and i guess i don't remember if he gave himself this title or if people gave him this title and he ran with it but he really is the light-skinned bobby brown and like i remember like that like that was a thing that people would say I about him and like he is kind of Oh yeah, that's like a, <laughs> you know what? And I won't take that either. If y'all y'all should actually go back and like watch Bobby Brown perform live. Oh, and yeah. while I, oh, I have good? seen Chris Brown perform live, and Chris Brown is good live. Bobby Brown though, there's something so incredibly magnetic about watching him yeah. perform. It's not like mm. he can sing; he can't sing. But he's so the presence. It's like this. It, it's just mm-hmm. there. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. It doesn't make any sense, right? And my man's not cute. So it don't, you know, like yeah. it's very much just pure talent, pure ability. And he's from Boston. We don't talk about that enough. He's from Boston. Wow. A black Bostonite. Right. Put that it tracks. on. That makes sense. New, New England. New Englanders. But back to the Drake album. Do y'all listen to it one? Do you have favorite tracks from it? I can go first if y'all need some seconds. I listened to it. Uh, most of it was like literally just happening to me, which I feel like a lot of albums this year have been. True. Like, it's on and it's happening. Yes. Uh, I think when I, I remember distinctly when I listened to it the first time, Sticky stuck out to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that 21 Savage song, which sounds like a wholly different song. Like, I, I think it's the only song on the album. That it's the only rap the song album. that's like, it's yeah. Drink, that's like it's a the only Drake song, song on the album. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Anything 21 Savage does, I love. So there's that. I also, uh, call, uh, Calling My Name was the only other one that I yes, liked. Those are the that three that good. I liked. Light. Is that the is that one where he goes same thing dumb Yeah, yes. <laughs> calling the way Jordan's throwing his body. If y'all could see it, <laughs> but you got you guys knew what I was talking about, right? You knew what I was talking about. Well, right? Yeah, I got there. Yeah, you, you, got us, you know what you got us there. Yeah, sometimes it's called it's called pantomime. I'm I'm a I'm a, oh. I'm a clown. I went to clowning school. 
You're a clown. I love that. You are. I'm, you heard it. Clip that. Clip that and on a loop. I'm a clown. I'm glad I'm you said clown. that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a clown. Well, yeah. yeah. When, when we do my um, we do my uh, true crime episode on NBC, yeah. they're like, it's me, black and white. I'm a clown. Boom. I'm a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Literally right. That's it. It's Ryan. It's, yeah, Ryan's like, the signs were there. We just weren't paying attention. Yeah, we, we did. We knew it the whole time. He told us. Yeah. Oprah says when someone tells you who they are, believe, believe them. Believe them. And he gave clown from the beginning. We knew. Right. They superimposed a red nose on my face. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. That's so stupid. Actually, a problem. But yeah, I felt similarly when I listened to Drake's album first, you know, the first way through, I was like, this is just happening. Like it's just going on in the background. And then TikTok made me like massive. And I liked sticky the first time I heard it in the first place. And then obviously Jimmy cooks is this Jimmy cooks or Jimmy crooks, Jimmy, crooks. Jimmy cooks, Jimmy cooks. That one's fantastic, but that's also not a house song. Um, black coffee is all over this album. Who's like this South African producer and DJ. My roommate was one who pointed this to me out to me. Cause I'm not super familiar with black coffee, but he apparently executive is an executive producer on, the Drake record. And so oh. he's his own, this is his own, he's like African house. Like, you know, like that's kind of his mm-hmm. lane. And I feel like, yeah, the Drake, this Drake record feels like one more contemporary than mm-hmm. the Beyonce sounds that she's going with. It does. And it, yes. and it feels, has more of, and like in classic Drake fashion, it has more of an international flavor to it. It know? does. It yeah. definitely that's fair. does. Yeah. yeah. Are you calling us tasteless? That's what I'm getting that you're calling us. You said it's international as if we don't enjoy um no no I'm, that's what i'm just trying to subtext to make some distinctions here i don't know i like they they feel different to me and i was like why why is it and i think part of it is that drake is doing like a he's trying to do like his like uk a west african jordan know, said team. it's because he's been places that's why they feel different yeah, that's why it feels different uh, to him to and him. for us <laughs> since we have not first of it, all i've never been to the continent i've never been to the continent <laughs> my sister first of all and if i have i would have talked about it very differently mm. See, this, right. this black star I have tattooed on my forearm is for our ancestors. <laughs> I'm done. The ancestors probably hate these niggas. The ancestors probably hate these niggas. Every time an Afro beat. <laughs> I'm like, God. get them out of here. Every time there's an Afro beats track, I know somebody is rolling over. They're like, please stop. <laughs> uh, my, my friend, Airbus, Ghanaian, uh, Ghanaian. I don't know. I never know how to pronounce it. I say Ghanaian, but I've heard people say multiple things. Yeah, multiple things. I I say Ghanaian. So, um, everybody's Ghanaian, and she was like, um, she remembers going to Accra one summer and mad like Black American. I think it was like during a pandemic or something like that. Everybody's like, we're going back to Africa. We're gonna go to you know we're we're making our pilgrimage. It's time. You know the world's ending. You know this pandemic. We gotta go back and like see touch 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 land one time. You know touch road <sighs> in our homeland. And oh so it was mad like Black Americans from like you know like. Atlanta, wherever the fuck, like <laughs> wearing, wearing like um like the wrong type of you know garb because you know each each country yeah, each tribe has their own like, has their own patterns, things, and thing. garb and yeah. patterns and all that shit yeah, yeah. and they, they were like wearing the rock like the chief's robes like the uh-huh. you know, like no no <laughs> no it's, like, it's oh. actually embarrassing like it is yeah. there's like this whole discourse in college about whether or not African Americans could appropriate like different African cultures, right? And I firmly stand on yes because you're appropriating it if you don't know what the fuck it came from or you're just throwing the shit on your body you're doing it wrong. Like, yeah, you're appropriating yes. it. I don't know a different way to put it. Just don't do that. Nobody says that you can't reconnect your roots. Just don't be yeah. throwing on whatever that like, shit you found. Just know what you're 
house. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. At the fucking Goodwill and put it on. Don't do that. It's flossing. It's not cute. <laughs> it's the same way that I wouldn't expect somebody's name like Connor McDonald, who has been living in New Jersey for, his family's lived in New Jersey for 200 years, to know the fuck to wear in Scotland. You know, like, I don't, he, right. he don't know the fuck, he, he's not Scottish. You know, like, I'm not. I'm not Nigerian. Like, I, I'm from Connecticut. Like, I don't know what to right. you. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. So either learn it and do it right and give, you know, the whatever, give the necessary tribute to who it came from or just leave it alone. Like, I feel like it's not that hard. It's also okay to just be like, you know what? I'm not doing that. Right. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to go to Accra. <laughs> yeah, like I- uh, yeah, I'm not. Because you don't touch land, you got. I mean, well, that. I mean, yeah, I, yes, I agree. Do your research. Do your fucking research. Do your research. Don't be entitled to cultures that are literally not yours. It's literally, it's literally not. Like, don't, don't do that. I recently learned via like, I feel like um, all my education the last three years has just been like somebody will tweet something, it'll end up on my feed, and I'll do like five minutes of googling about it, and like I'm like, wow, I learned something today. And like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's not, and it's like not learning anything at all. But like, I feel like I did. Um, well, that that happened recently, and it was like um, somebody tweeted something about how in the seventies and sixties in certain parts of rural um, Africa, uh, I want to say West Africa, there was this whole trend where they became obsessed with American country music because the sound of the voices was so foreign and funny to them that they're like, "That's so cool." And so it there's like a funny. lot of there's a lot of like apparently like seventies and early eighties African music that is sung in um in English in a in a country western style. And oh, like that's you, fun. and like and he had links like YouTube links to it and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And so like that is all to say that appropriation goes both ways and is like very and like and like our cultural histories are way more weird and complex than we think about it. Usually than we think they are. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent mm-hmm. um, on that. Yeah. Because we've been nuance, globalized for so long, you know? We've been trading weirdness for a long time. People and everything. Anyways, that was too far. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, you cannot. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not, you're not wrong. wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Right. No, that's the truth. We did that. That absolutely did happen, right? That, yes, that people were people yes. were traded. <laughs> On that note, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, do y'all want to tell the people where they can find you? Uh, sure. I'm on Twitter. My name is Jordan Coley. I'm on Twitter at G-I-F-G-O-R-D-O-N, Jif Gordon. Mm-hmm. That's very fun. I love that name. It's such a good name. <laughs> it is. You can find me on all socials at this point. I think I'm about to end them all. At Good Guy Rai Y. Wow. At Good Guy Rai Rai. G-U-D. G. You know what I'm saying. Good Guy Rai Rai. That's all. I can't say G-U-D. G-U-Y. R-Y, R-Y, R-Y. R-Y. It's because right. I'm not bad girl Riri. It's right. funny. It's That's good guy Riri. Naturally. I'm good guy Riri, not bad guy Riri. <laughs> Lord Jesus. And per usual, you can find me at BPLP Pod across all platforms. You can DM me. You can tweet me. You can email me at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com. If you have ideas for an episode topic or, you know, if you have any other things that you would like to say to me. That Tina Marie episode needs to happen i know i've been like planning a tina marie for episode for a really long time i have like a lot of episodes in the works right now so nigga lover yes. this nigga oh. lover that Love that. Nigga yeah, lover that that's what i'm gonna title the episode dad. that's what i'm gonna yeah, title the episode nigga, nigga lover, lover this nigga, nigga lover that 100 all right y'all Wait, maybe yeah because you, you can yeah yeah go for it <laughs> i'm i'm just stopping recording bye y'all <laughs> see y'all next week <laughs>